Dean Graziosi shares the story about John Paul and Michelle. Now, John Paul grew up in a very bad part of town in New York. His father left when he was two. His mother, when he was nine, said she didn't want him or his brothers, so she turned them over to foster care. He eventually got involved in gangs and illegal crime and violence. When he got to high school, he had a friend named Michelle. And one day, John, Paul, and Michelle were talking in class. A teacher stood them up and in front of the rest of the group said, See these two? Don't hang around them. They're not going to amount to anything. John Paul graduated high school, joined the Navy, had some failed businesses, ended up homeless with a two-year-old son. At that point, he had been working trying to sell door-to-door encyclopedias, and the average salesman lasted three days. He'd been at it for over three years. The reason people don't last long is it takes 50 no's for every yes. But John Paul said, I realized something going through that rejection, learning how to work with people and how to sell items. So he had a few hundred dollars to his name, bought some things, started his own company and would go door to door to sell these items. And eventually everything started to take off. And John Paul today, we know him as John Paul DeJora, the founder of Paul Mitchell, which sells products to salons. And John Paul today is a billionaire. What happened to Michelle? Well, you might know her as Michelle Phillips. She sang with the Mamas and the Papas. They sold 40 million albums, and today she's an actress. On the 50th birthday of John Paul, she tracked down that teacher that said such a horrible thing, tell him their stories, and the teacher simply said he had no comment. It has been said, well, the worst and the most costly advice is bad advice. Whether that bad advice is a critic externally or that internal critic that we all wrestle with. And we're going to talk about something to find that life in Christ by overcoming that critic, whether it's the internal critic, critic in your life now, somebody from your past, whatever it is that might be holding you back in life. We're going to look at three verses out of Psalm 103. David writes this. Verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, some versions have praise instead of bless. It's the same word, and that word means to kneel and give excited thanksgiving. The idea, David says, is to bless the Lord, O my soul, kneel before him that he might be exalted and give him thanks to his holy name. Now, something that David Soper write though, we all can wrestle with the circumstances or the people in our life. And he said it like this, the difference between a prison and a monastery is the difference between griping and gratitude. Prisoners spend every waking moment griping. Monks spend their day giving thanks. And then he says this, when a prisoner becomes a saint, A prison becomes a monastery. When a saint gives up gratitude, a monastery may become a prison. 
So with that, let's talk about our culture for a moment, something we all know very well, but let's figure out why this is the way that it is. The news, why are they filled with negativity? 24 hours a day, seven days a week, why? Well, a experiment was done a few years ago and a news site published only positive news. And what happened? They lost 60 some percent of their audience. Other studies were done many, many years ago where magazines put on positive news on the cover and they had tremendous loss in sales. So what has psychology found? Well, why does bad news dominate the headlines? The reason is because it's more memorable. We can all go back and look at our life. It's probably easy for most people to remember negative moments and harder to recall some of the more positive ones. It's more memorable. It also has more of an emotional punch. And so people tell it more often and then other people read the story and they pass it along. So the news is not going to change. It's going to stay negative. Psychology has shown that's what sells and that's how you get advertisers. I've had people before with anger problems and they said, you know, the morning they watch the news, at night they watch the news and I recommended to them the same thing I'd recommend to us, give up the news. It's not going to change and it's only going to bring the negativity that we see being multiplied in our culture. There's simply nothing that's going to change about it. Here's something to keep in mind from a counseling standpoint. Each of us has within us the hero and the villain. The villain is that inner critic, such as Paul and Michelle had that teacher. Imagine if they kept repeating to themselves what that teacher said, I'll never amount to anything. That villain has been well exercised in probably all of us. Many people have been wrestling with that inner critic and are wrestling here today. The hero is also inside and the job of the hero is to say, let me take the promises of Christ and let me then speak that into my life, even in the face of the critics, because that's how you make growth happen and that's how you become the person you're meant to be. The hero overcomes the villain. And when you have that wrestling match inside and we understand there's a spiritual component with the devil as well. But when you say, you know what? Christ said, he's always with me. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Then the hero begins to grow. We have to decide which one am I going to listen to the villain and the limitations or the hero who says all things are possible to those who believe. Here's a way to strengthen that hero. Verse two, David says this, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. I invite you to spend time reading the rest of Psalm 103 to read those benefits. David goes on for several verses. Those benefits, he says, are things like forgiveness, Healing, the love of God, answered prayer, peace of mind, all the things we all know are what are true value. And when you see that and say, forget not his benefits, that hero 
become stronger inside. And it recites those benefits even in the face of the critic. Remember again, we talked before in the New Testament, the verse for salvation, it's the word sozo. That same word is used whether the Bible speaks of salvation or healing or wholeness. Dozens of times, the word itself, salvation means to save, to deliver, protect, to heal. Speaking of the whole body, soul, spirit. So David gives some benefits and sozo shows us other benefits and there's countless more and you have to strengthen that inner man so that hero can stand up to the critic and then walk in that strength of saying who I am in Christ. Phil Hodges, a successful writer, also has a deep faith in Christ. He said, I learned three things about that faith in Christ. And here are the three things he said. Number one, I enjoy great privilege and personal access to Jesus. That includes, you know, having the wisdom of Christ, the provision of Christ. We enjoy great privilege, personal access to Christ. Number two, he says, I'm a temporary steward of all that God has loaned me. Talking about the opportunities you have in life, the, the material blessings you have in life, the talents and gifts you have, which brings us to the third thing. I will be called to give an account for how I lived my life when all things of this world are returned to the owner. So will we live our life, like David says, bless, praise, give thanks to God and forget not his benefits? Or will that villain be the one that overcomes us? I recommend everybody do this. I especially do it with couples getting married, but you can do this right now. I invite you to do it today and really spend some time with this. But just take out a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. On one side, write must have. On the other side, write must not have. And then write the things that are must in your life from this point forward. Things you'll no longer settle for. And the must not haves, things that you will say, you know what? I'm going to eliminate that from my life. Ariana Huffington, the editor, said this, life is like a train. And she said, you know what? There are people at the next stop. You need to let off your train. What are some must-have standards in your life? Character-wise, faith-wise, health-wise, relationship-wise, financial-wise. And what are some must-not-haves that you will say, you know what? I'm going to change my standard and eliminate these things that strengthen that villain and draw me away from Christ. Chloe Madonis, that does family counseling around the world, believing that if you strengthen the family, then you strengthen the church, you strengthen the community, and it grows from there. Some valuable questions. She says, ask yourself this, who causes the most disruption in your family? Who causes the most disruption in your family? You want to have balance in your life? Pay attention to the relationships you have and how they might be impacting you and how you need to maybe see how you need to bring that light of Christ into those. So who causes the most disruption in your family? The second thing is, what do people do during those disruptions? As it's been well said, people strive for significance. Some people get that, build the biggest building in town. Other people tear everybody else's building down. What do people do with that person who brings disruption? 
A lot of people get a lot of attention for the drama that they bring. But that feeds that inner critic, that villain. The last two things to think about, Chloe Madonna says, is what do they focus on during those times of disruption? What do they not focus on? People bring drama and conflict often because it brings them a sense of attention and it interrupts other people's lives. And we need to come back to Scripture and say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not His benefits. In my family relationships, in my work life, in my just day-to-day choices, forget not His benefits. Salvation and healing and strength and presence and peace and confidence. Tony Robbins says it very well. The quality of your life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably live with. The reality is most things in life we can't control. But what we can say is I know Christ is still in those areas of life I can't control. And he has my best interest at heart. And he is the one who I then bless, praise, kneel before, and exalt, give thanks to. George McCallop speaks of faith and he says, in our personal lives, we have to step out on faith. He relates it to standing on a branch. And he says this, too many of us hold on to the trunk of the tree. Faith is out on the limb. We have to turn loose of the trunk and go out onto the limb. As has been well said, faith does not need a reason. Faith believes and takes action for its own sake. Faith is saying, I know that Christ is in me. I know that Christ goes before me. I know that as I bless his name, forget not his benefits, he will work in my life. We're going to read the last verse now. Psalm 103, verse 17. David says, from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him who keep his covenant and obey his precepts. He says that God's love in his eyes upon those who follow obediently after him. So we walk after him and follow Christ to the best of our ability, but mostly standing on the strength and grace of Christ. And in him, then we find the promise that we are complete. And in him, we can find the strength to overcome all things. Everlasting, everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who follow him. Vance Havner shared this. He was meeting with a family and the grandmother had this drama in her life and she wouldn't listen to anybody. So finally, one of the family members said, Grandma, we've done all we can for you. You'll just have to trust God for the rest. And she replied, has it come to that? And Vance Havner said wisely, it always comes to that. So we might as well begin with that. Faith is deciding to believe something you don't need a reason. Just simply say, I believe because Christ is who he promised. So as we close, here's an exercise from Dean Graziosi. And he shares to imagine this conversation with God. If you're not comfortable with that, imagine having this conversation with somebody just freed from ultimate pain like a POW. 
and line up all the excuses that people have and that the person in the mirror gives about why they don't change. And here's the conversation. Imagine God says to you, why are you not living up to your full potential? I gave you life. What is stopping you from being the best you? And here's the key. Picture yourself answering, the reason I'm not living up to my full potential is because, and begin to list those excuses. Begin to list those things that often hold us back in that inner critic that so easily tries to take over and says, the reason is because, you know, the economy or my boss is unfair or somebody else just got ahead or too young, too old, too rich, too poor, don't have the skills. Imagine having that conversation honestly and see those excuses, how they pale in comparison. We all have the villain. We all have the hero inside. We need to strengthen that hero so that the voice that dominates us is the one based on faith. Faith doesn't need a reason. Faith simply believes because of who Christ is. Faith believes and follows after the promise in Scripture. And for us today, it's to bless, praise, give excited thanks to God, forgetting on His benefits, and then follow obediently after Him. This is J.J. Virgin. She's a writer who's got a health plan. She's written books called The Sugar Impact Diet and her own Bunk, excuse me, other fitness ones as well. What you may not know is she wrote a third book. What happened some time ago, her 13-year-old son was crossing the street and a person in a car speeding hit that child. The person fled the scene. The son wasn't believed to still be alive. And J.J. Virgin's son was rushed to the hospital. And she then rushed to the hospital and the doctor said we need to be honest there is not much hope your son will not walk again if he lives and if he lives he may have brain damage there's not much we can do now what do you do in that circumstance what do you do when that voice that villain voice comes along and begins to bring that inner critic and somebody speaking these words over a loved one in your life. Well, J.J. Virgin said to that doctor, I have a different belief system and my son is in the wrong place. She had them load her son onto a helicopter and fly him to a different hospital with some different doctors who had some different beliefs and had a different type of faith. And because she did that, that inner hero came out and she made a whole different decision. And her son is recovering today. And she wrote a third book called Miracle Mindset. Show up, step up. You are stronger than you think. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not His benefits. Bless His holy, holy name.